and we're live off rip. Dane. What's goody? It's Matt. Off rip. And I'm here with the one, the only, our first guest. We appreciate him Big coming time. to the room. Anthony Shiro, aka Sensei, aka Head Honcho of the Wise Guys family, aka Bo Vizzy himself, Bo aka Vice, Rap Vizzy Game Drummer Kane, aka Bo Vice. Let's give a hand for him. God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How you feeling? We appreciate you coming through. First guest, it's an honor. Yeah, man. Like I said, just happy to be here. Hey, just so happy to be here. I'll kick things off with just how I met Bo Vice, and it kind of, you know, it's a rock. We have a rocky start to our relationship. <laughs> so when you know, me, Dane, and Jake, we were we were some, you know, a little bit of some shithead some youngins, goons, ninth grade gooning, trying to be funny on Facebook, funny on Twitter. And uh, shout out Kid Universal. He goes by Kraz now. Shout out Kraz. Um, no hate towards him now. I. Dane's been on some of his songs. It's all love on this side. All love. All love on this side. But um, took some shots at his music. Yeah, we, we were at the lake house. We were feeling ourselves. We yeah. were on Facebook. We were trying to be, little, we were trying to be some funny boys. Yeah. And then I got into film class freshman year. And I sat down right next to Bovice. And first thing he said was like, yo, why'd you cut my boy like that? Did I really say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but not in a yeah, rude way. Not in a rude way. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, like a, just like, yo, what was up with that? Yeah. And then I was like. I, I just totally just, like, pissed my pants. I was like, yo, it's all good. I, I was just trying to be funny. I'm sorry. Because, I mean, I knew y'all were cool because you were pretty, you were friends with my little brother beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's kind of, you know, I, I mean, it's one of those things, like, especially when you're in the big brother situation, like, yeah, if, if sure. you're the homie of the little brother, then, like, you're homies. And I knew that y'all were into the same shit that I was into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all, I feel like we were all synced, like, same wave, just kind of, like, the right. gap and then the, the muddle of, like, <laughs> yeah, social we, media. Yeah, we were just being some shitheads. Well, that's how it always starts out. You know you know Duke Marlin? Yeah, yeah, Duke yeah, Marlin, yeah, yeah. My guy, my guy Duke, Duke Marlin. Shout out Duke Marlin. Um, Man, he played on my brother's basketball team. He had the arm sleeve. The, oh, really? He had the arm sleeve with the padding. Before anybody, right? Yeah, fire. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, no matter what stats he dropped, he looked the freshest every game. Shout out Duke Marlin. I right. That. I mean, that's what you got to do if you're a rapper, because I, I never knew how to play basketball, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I always had the kicks. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I mean, for example, that's how me and Duke got tight. Like, we're super tight now, and um, but that's it started out, the first time we hung out, like, what maybe last year I was like, yo, I gotta apologize. I think back in the day I went at you on Twitter <laughs> on some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, and then, but you know, once we squashed the, the little beef we had, me and me and Bo Vice, we made history with Pirate TV. Um, we're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, collaborated yeah. on a track that if you look hard enough, you can find it. Faded Glory. I don't think I've looked hard where, enough. Where, is it still hey, out where there? Is that? Yeah, I don't know. If it's it's, it's probably it's, still on YouTube, right? Faded Glory. Be. Well, here's the thing, man. It was really heartbreaking for me a couple years ago because I used to put a shitload of tags in my um, YouTube descriptions. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. that's against the terms and conditions. So they took down like 39 of my videos. What? And pretty much like reset hey, my... That Bovice YouTube channel was popping. It was popping. That was hey, my pride and joy, bro. Hey, I just remember the, the John McCain video when you're longboarding through like the neighborhood. Yeah. Just that, that melody. Bro, it's... Uh, I mean, awesome. I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate that. That was that old school uh, that was... riff raff beat too, man. Yeah, like yeah. let's hey, let's give you let's give you your props. You were the first one on riff raff that I knew. Point yeah, no, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you like, yo, riff raff is my favorite rapper. Yo, this is the guy. And, and you got like, you got your your shade signed by him, right? Something for like sure, that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, can you tell the people the whole story behind you know going from being a riff raff fan to the whole you were. Pegged to open for him, right? Yeah, we did open for. Rick that was Rapp. yeah. That's that was telling people. Yeah, talk to the people. That was definitely yeah, yeah. that was Break the that funnest down. funnest concert I ever been a part of. Cause like, um, and I guess I'll start the story off by saying this: like, it's near and dear to my heart because my Kraz's older brother, he was like, "Yo, this is the best day ever." I just saw y'all, like, I just saw my little brother and y'all like shit on Riff Raff at his own concert. Cause like we're in the UNCW college scene, UNCW 
University of North Carolina Shout Wilmington. Out Shout, Shout out Wilmington. Shout out Wilmington. Hey. Um, and, um, well, yeah, cool. I'll start it from the beginning. Like, the thing about Riff Raff, people wouldn't look behind, like, his... I don't know, image. like apparel, yeah, 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 yeah. Pure, yeah. his yeah. image, yeah. right? His yeah. Surf, surface level for him was but tough. For he had super jingles, bro. Like before, I fuck with his bars. Yeah, like, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was hilarious, dude. But uh, like, once you listen to a lot of his songs, it's like jingles. Like they get stuck in your yeah. head, and like, and he, that was a big influence on me. Like early on, I think. So I just like, like, because you know, I like characters. I'm not necessarily a six nine fan, but I like characters like yeah. that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's entertaining. Who are different? Right, right, exactly. Set themselves apart. Um, so I will say, like, yeah, we started opening up at, or I mean, playing shows and bars and shit in Wilmington, and got to know like the local promotion guys. Um, and Kraz is a member. I would say, I'm. Like probably like the probably the biggest fraternity in Wilmington, and they like joined up, or because like Edmund was in that fraternity, Kras was in that fraternity, and then we got it in with the um, promotion agency. Yeah, we kind of did this like half half, not half half, but we were able to work out a deal where we could get somebody like so we got Travis Porter before we got. Riffraff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, too. I remember you guys posting that, and I was like, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Too. That's a big time. That was an unfortunate day because we were supposed to kick off the school year last year at the pool party. It had this huge pool party. It was the craziest like atmosphere ever, and um, like some shit that you see in a movie. And I was just so stoked for it. But then it started thunderstorming bad, and like that, it got called <laughs> off. And I mean, we we performed later that night at a bar, but it wasn't nowhere near yeah, it wasn't that. The same, so it wasn't, yeah. Right. It would have yeah. been like a moment if yeah. we had gotten that through, but um. Yeah, so we, uh, I think it was Kraz that suggested, hey, we could get somebody like Riff Raff, too. Um, so, yeah, we ended up getting him and worked out a deal where we would sell tickets and do this and that, and we'd get to open for him. So what's that you process know? like? Do you just reach out to his management with the, or like... Riff Raff's management? Yeah, yeah I think um, we started by contacting them ourselves and then just kind of like dumped it off into our promotions lap so they could get everything yeah. figured out yeah. official and stuff like that but um it was like my first time since like the eighth grade talent show where you had like a real crowd man yeah, yeah. for example Kraz like went like stage dove and I just straight we have a popular song called eyes rolled back and like when that shit started playing i just ran like into the crowd and like moshed with all the boys and everything like that's that. Great, that's <laughs> a moment yeah and that's the best part about it like performing is because you kind of get it's like an excuse to bring out all your boys and like take over a club or a, mob. yeah yeah, 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 up, yeah right hook everybody up and, and then riffraff how was riffraff did he give a good performance or i, I enjoyed it up i enjoyed it i think we won up them just because we were like y'all young and hungry and we yeah. were like we had, had that energy. crowd too y'all, right you had we had the home. mob and y'all and for riffraff that's probably that's just another stop yeah he right. he don't he don't really he's not invested as much he got the koala he performed right for y'all like he was getting a check right so like for for you to go from like being a huge Riff Raff fan to, to boom, you're, you're opening for Riff Raff. Right. That was, that's just nuts. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things like, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because at this point, like, I can't let that define, like, my career. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder. Like, I can't let that be the... You don't want to be like, you don't want that to be your peak. The, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, because, like you said, I mean, a, 
emotionally and sentimentally for me, like that's a moment right there. That's, you know that's, what I'm saying? that's huge. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's super a moment. That's a milestone so, for sure. Um, did you get the chop with him? No, there was, was there, uh, like, was there, was the interaction weird? Like with the, just the timing and everything. So I think that like, I don't know how much shit I'm allowed to talk on here, but like, I think he was coked out and everything and no, he kind of just split. Like, I assumed he was. Yeah. 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 I assumed. Like, so like, I assumed he was, right. He was, so he, he hung he around like for five minutes after the show for like meet and greets and pictures and stuff like that. I was just chilling on the stage beside him. Just waiting for the line to dwindle down. But as soon as he got the moment to, he was just split. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. you know, um, but trust me, I had this whole like uh, dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. rehearsed in my head. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, tell yeah. him, you know, like, <laughs> yo, I yeah, saw yeah. my glasses and now Right, like, right, right, exactly. That's crazy. And show him the picture, like, yo, I was this, that's, that's crazy. this little dude. Because I had a picture like with Riff Raff when I saw him three or four years earlier, the first time he had ever come to North Carolina in Wilmington. So it was like a whole circle. Uh, the only reason I'm saying this, you know, just for podcast purposes, I know y'all probably know the deal yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. was like a full circle type thing yeah yeah, yeah. That's full that's, circle type thing so you still have the same fanhood for riffraff like are you still into into what he drops and i'm what? a riffraff hopeful but i mean for example those riffraff shades that i had signed by him they're sitting on like a deer head somewhere in wilmington <laughs> like at one of my boys house like yeah. after the yeah, concert it's kind so of it's yeah, kinda like yeah taste yeah. change and everything so right taste well, change and I don't know if he, like, got his bag. Like, he secured the money and, like, you know, was one of those people that kind of just fell off a little bit. Yeah. But I hear he's got, you know, a n- new recording deal worked out. And he's, he, I mean, I'm a riffraff hopeful. Yeah. I'm a riffraff hopeful. Hopeful. I, I love his radio freestyles because he goes <laughs> off the top and he just says whatever comes in his head. It's just hilarious. Right. Yeah. Like, those uh Sway interviews or the one Sway interview yeah, yeah, yeah. is, like, one of the most legendary yeah, yeah. Sway interviews of all time. Like, Five Fingers of Death, I think it was. was is that Sway or is that... That's Sway. That's okay. Sway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, some dude's going there. Yo, have you seen the Shia LaBeouf one? Yes. That hey, one is... Have you seen Shia LaBeouf? I think he spit bars, right? Yo. Because I think I saw him crazy. rapping, but I don't know if out I saw Out of nowhere. nowhere. Like, out of spookiness. Like, out right. of nowhere. He had, like, a real underground, bar-heavy, dense wordplay kind of mm-hmm. thing going on. Which, I think so. I think I remember seeing yeah, yeah. that. Which was um, just crazy. But he went forever. Like he just couldn't stop. Like every, and I was like, oh, he's about to mess up. But he kept going. He had he had another bar ready. He had another line. Super impressive. Shia LaBeouf's one of those dudes. Like people give him a lot of flack, but I think like you can't be at that level of where he's at without being like crazy motherfucker. No, you know? he's he's nuts. Like dude's yeah. crazy motherfucker yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but he's, he's, I love he's I love him. He goes like right, but I, that's what gives him the X factor that he has. You know, it's just that he's that out there. I mean, it's kind of like what we were saying with Riff Raff too. Yeah, like, just some a character that's different. It's, I mean, you gotta have that X factor. Sets himself apart. If I can, if I can segue real quick, I want to just on air publicly thank you for giving me the wise guys, the, the Bo Vice official thirteen. The, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that, thank you. yeah. That was fucking crazy. So I just want to go into that, that branding you know, is crazy. To break it down yeah, for y'all you. that don't know, so thank you. I, uh, Anthony mailed me his tape. And it was like on, it was a USB, but it was also like like a credit card. Right. You flip it. And it was just one of the most impressive kind of like ways to roll out a project. So I just, I was, I've been curious and I want to say for this, like how did you, how did that come about, the idea? And then actually, the, like how did you execute that? that I just, appreciate that. And that's a great transition because like that's some shit that I'll definitely talk your ears off about. Like, well, it's just something I'm passionate about, like. For a long time, I've contemplated the idea because I think I saw one artist a while back like um, sell his music on floppy disks or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty cool." It's a whole different medium of like how to sell a physical product. Um, 
Cause like through high school, y'all remember I would just like make CDs. I remember that donut, hey. that donut. Right, CD. right, right. Yeah. Hey, I've been selling CDs for Bo Vizzy. Since That's he right. Was That's right. Let's let's uh. I've been selling CDs for Bo Vizzy since he was skinny. That's, that's the that's, that's the, bar the right truth, there. bro. And real talk, I, how old were you? Maybe like fifteen. I was fifteen, 15? sixteen, hustling. Had the pack of CDs. Yeah. Just like yo. I was like 17 and pretty much like I got Matt and my little brother because Matt was down. He was all into marketing and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So, I was, you know, of course, and he's a super like everybody likes this dude, super social dude. So I'm like, that's the guy. And pretty much I cut a deal with him where like I'd pay him and my little brother two dollars. Yeah, like two dollars. Like Ten bucks to sell the CD. Or I five get bucks. Five bucks. To five sell bucks? The CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five so, bucks. I get a dollar or two off of everyone. I was just pushing them. I think I gave you like forty three, forty seven dollars. No, I was like slagging them, bro. I was, I was forcing. I, I remember buying one. Like, no, I, I still have it in like my old black like, bag from like, high school. I was forcing them down people's throats. Like I'm in class. Like right. I'm like I'm like in class before class starts. Like hey yo, just quick. If anyone wants a bovine CD, I'm selling for five a pop. Y'all need this. That's but, crazy. Well, and I'm just going up. Like yo, look at it's like a donut. And then, yeah. Like, you got five on you. Come on, you got five on you. <laughs> See, I never knew the details, but I knew that you pretty much was, sold the bulk of it. Like, <laughs> like you sold the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have that CD, bro. So you were definitely the right guy for the job. Like, I appreciate that. I was just doing what I could for the movement. Yeah, but I mean, my whole thing has always been like, cause I'm a big like nerd when it comes to psychology and like people and stuff like that. So. There's something called the caveman principle where it's like yeah. uh, people need something tactile or they need like an object that they can feel and something yeah. right, something right in front of them. Yeah. So I think, you know, the only reason CD sales and all that crap is like going down, not the only reason, but I think a big part of that is just there's just nobody making like physical products that like evoke motion in people or like yeah. give them the desire to the value. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I know when I got that, when I got that, I was like. It felt, when I got mine, it felt crafted. Like, I was like, this I, it, thought was put into no, this product. Literally, like, I want to listen to this even more now. And I, I, mean, I already love the project, so when I got the physical... Hey, I'm going to post a picture of it on the official OfferIt Twitter so y'all can kind of get a reference for it. But it's like, it it really blew my mind with just the amount of detail and everything. And I just... Y'all, I really appreciate that. But how was that, how was that made? Who did you, like, who made Yeah, that's, that's what I was like. That's because like, it's, like, it's really dope. It's, it's really dope. But I was like... How did this come to be? Like, who, yeah. who put this together? So, yeah, the beginning, the idea all started with that, you know, I was talking about the, I saw some dude selling a floppy disk. And then I was like, what's another way that can distribute music that's not like a CD? Um, and like USB drives, like that would be pretty cool because I figure USB drives can be in the shape of anything. Mm -hmm. So in a perfect world, I was thinking like, I want my albums to be like, I want the USB drives the physical copies for my album to be USB drives, which maybe look like... So say if the album was space-themed, mm. the USB would be in the shape of a space shuttle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Like it would be like an action yeah. figure or something. And it would be packaged maybe like a Hot Wheels car. Like yeah, something yeah. super That's dope that you crazy. just never That's see awesome. before. Yeah, or, awesome. or maybe, you know, the, the USB looked like a Hot Wheels car. You know, you take it out, pop it in, and like... You know, it's just endless possibilities, and that's just a super, like, interesting take on the whole physical thing but um you know I, that's a bit tougher to do like make a custom action figure usb or yeah. this or that so i just started researching like bulk usbs and stuff like that and um it's a company called flash bay okay. and they have like they'll, they'll sell usb pens regular usbs all different sorts of whatever 
but I went with that like USB card, which is the size of a debit card, and pretty much because that has it's like a mini billboard. You know, it's two yeah. sides, a lot of advertising, real estate yeah, on that. Yeah, for sure. So I just photoshopped my ass off. Like, I mean, I went through a couple of designs as far as like what to put on the actual card, but I ended up settling with like it's the size of a debit card. Let's make let's make it look like a debit card. card, Right, a black card. Right, right, right. Um, and then pretty much, yeah, I I went through the company called Flash Bay, and I paid extra pretty much to have all my information downloaded on the card. and for that magnet case that it comes in, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah, that's that's, a, that's another principle about yeah. products and business that you could take a page out of like Apple's notebook, yeah. like Apple, you know, the box is really solid and you feel like when you open like an Apple product, like damn this shit. So th- that was a big thing for me is like, you know, packaging and presentation for sure, stuff like that. That's I, awesome. It was super crazy. Yeah, when I got it, I was like, yeah. But at this point now, I, I want to. I want to um, snowball, like, that kind of idea mm-hmm. into, like, because what I've been thinking is, you know, back in the day, these artists, not musicians, but, like, let's say Leonardo da Vinci and these types of guys, they would make a very few works and have a few, like, super wealthy patrons that would just pay them the big bucks and they'd, like, come out with these really exclusive works. Yeah. And... I want to kind of go down that. Going off that, that's kind of like, I know Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if you've... So Nipsey Hussle, he, back before he dropped his album right here, he would he would, he would make, he would produce 10,000 physical copies of a mixtape. Mm-hmm. But he'd also release it for free online. But he said, maybe not 10,000, because it might have been like 5,000. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm selling this mixtape for $150. If you support me like that, Whoa. and you're really my fan, like, cop this mixtape. Yeah. And he sold out within two hours. Jay-Z copped like 100 copies. And he, and he turned a crazy profit just just thinking like that. And then he's been doing similar stuff. Like, I think he did something crazy where he made like 20. Yeah. And he he sold it for like 2,500. That's so dope, dude. And it's just cr- stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of in the same that's thing. That's exactly like the direction that I'm going with this. Um, And that's just, I mean, I'm kind of jealous, one, because like somebody like Nipsey Hussle is already doing that. But... It's cool because somebody at that level is already finding success or something like that. Yeah, and you see, and, yeah, you yeah. see more and more artists like putting their shit up. Like, yo, I worked hard on this album. If you're my fan, you'll buy it. It's on Bandcamp for like four bucks, mm-hmm. and then that's that. They're not gonna put it out for free or anything like that. Right. So you just see more, like more and more artists kind of. Yeah. You know, trying to leverage that that fanhood into. Yeah, and I think if you have like a core fanhood, you don't need to appeal to every single market. Like. How like I guess a lot of pop artists do like if you have a cult following and people that will support you no matter what I mean you can make money you can get yeah. listens I mean people are gonna uh, engage with your work no matter what but on the flip side of that coin that's also how you make a cult following you know exactly. is like yeah. doing interesting shit like that yeah. for people to engage in yeah you know well, so that's how like, you, yeah that's how you get them it's right start. exactly and then, and then it gets to that point where it's just like I mean I I see a lot of artists now and just even like people like in pop culture and celebrities that just they kind of make I mean you know like each fanhood has like their own name and stuff but even more specifically like they try to stimulate that kind of like I don't want to say a cult but like like it's like the relationship the best example I could say was Brockhampton right yeah I don't know if you like the interchangeable relationship between fan and artist is just so different with them that's dope like they talk to their fans the fans engage back and it's just it's continuously back and forth yeah something I noticed because I, I peeped 
last week's like record sales because Lupe just dropped an album. Really? And I've been I'm a Lupe absolute like Lupe stan, mm-hmm. so I, I was trying to peep like what he did. Uh, everyone go cop that Lupe album. Yeah. Draga's Wave, little plug. But um, and then Brockhampton, I think that they charted like one or two behind Josh Groban or something. But that, that, is that official yet though? Um, it's just like predictions right now. So, I saw they were number two, but so they were number it's two, close, but it's though. close. It's but, really close. So I saw like so it does like total sales, including streaming, and then apps like physical yeah. sales. So I think they did like ninety four total, including streaming, ninety four k. But physical, I think they did like fifty five, sixty plus, which is crazy because right. if you look at something like like if uh, just some random like just kind of like pop like say if YG dropped an album, mm-hmm. he might do fifty right. altogether, but like. 13k just regular so the fact that like the majority of their album totals didn't come from streaming and it came from physical album sales was kind of like yo their fan base is fucking crazy so that's a dumb question for me um so brockhampton just dropped a big new project yeah yeah Yeah, they just they just dropped their like i think it was last last thursday night night or whatever they just i'm gonna have to listen to that because i've been a brock i know who you're talking about Um, i've been a brockhampton uh skeptic so far but um, Luis Martinez, shout out Two Days, and his girl over in Denmark, shout out Heidi Hallam. Um, hey, shout them out. Shout them out. Super diehard Brockhampton yeah, fans. Yeah, so they're they're dope. Hey, I'm about to talk. So I don't want to flex too hard or nothing like oh that. I'm like, hey, I don't want to flex too hard for y'all. So me, you know, we've been on we've been on Kevin Abstract a little bit. Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie, Kevin Abstract slid in my DMs. And he's, he's the he's the he's main. the head okay. Okay. So like when when we were like sixteen, we were like uh, we Kevin Abstract was just a low key SoundCloud guy, maybe a thousand plays, a couple thousand plays on some of his like songs, and like he was just kind of like he would get some blog love, uh, yeah. some attention, and we saw him. We were like we liked his music online, and we were like engaging with him and like he was like at a point where he was so low-key that he was like texting fans like i had his number yeah, for a you, while you could text him that's crazy like so i talked was... to him on the text matt matt's is even more so intense though. he slid in my dms i don't know how i like i don't know how that popped 100 percent. like he was like the eyes emoji because he's gay so he hit me the eyes emoji and i was just like holy shit this is nuts like i've been a fan of this dude forever so then we chopped he FaceTimed me. I, I'm not gonna lie. I tried to plug one of Gunna's songs. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't listen to it, and then we texted for a little, and then then he just stopped replying or whatever. But that was, so that was pretty recent. Mm, I want to say recent. A couple years maybe, ago. He it was, maybe a year. It, it was, was probably three years ago. Two and yeah. a half years ago. It was before. I wasn't. It might have been freshman year. Yeah, I think it was my freshman, freshman year of college. I think because because he had a phase where he was like a big solo artist kind of like in like the underground SoundCloud scene right and then he started to fall off a little bit because I remember me and Matt yeah. were like yeah like he's he just he just ain't got it and then he made this Brockhampton group with his friends Yo, that's and dope. then all of a sudden they just blew up so that was before the Brockhampton era started yeah. Yeah. and something I want to give Bobice's props on is he's always been 100 about his fan interaction even from the get go You've been all about that fan interaction. I always see you on Instagram doing the giveaways, stuff like that. So if you want to speak on, like, because I've seen you done a ton of promotion. Like, right now you have kind of, like, a, a thing for, you know, people that want to help out with Florence. So if you want to yeah. talk about... Kinda, and just the stuff that you do with Wise Guys. Yeah, Wise Guys. And just as a business. Yeah, yeah. break down and your vision company. for Wise Guys and kind of how it's not, you know, you don't see it just as maybe, like, a rap group. Right. And how it kind of... Yeah, no, for sure, that. for sure. I mean, the underlying, like, theme through all of this is, like everything is a democracy like everything's democratic and you're only as good as like your fan base like you know i've read a lot of books where 
some of the most successful artists, like longevity wise, are the people. I mean, for example, I just went to that Wiz Khalifa Ray Schremberg concert, mm. and the person that impressed me the most was Sway Lee. Not because I mean, first of all, he actually like sang and rapped like live. It was like Sweet a live performance. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Like in that regard, but then. Throughout the concert, he would be interacting with the people up front. And then after the concert, he came back out out front and just, like, took pictures with people's phones and shit like that. And um, and if you if you do, like, some digging or, you know, read about this sort of stuff, then these are the people in the industry that last the longest, obviously, because they create, like, a lasting connection with the fans. And, and uh, one of, I guess, perspective that I've been told to look at it is like well for for one i'm not doing concerts every night so i can't like speak on it but a lot of artists will get like tired of doing concerts it's like a chore to them Mm. you know but you got to think for example when you're on that stage and you look out at all these people like this is their one night that they all they wanted to do is like go out of their way to just see you like in the flesh you know what i'm saying and you kind of like got got to humble yourself um and i'm also like a big advocate on because first and foremost like i'm trying to build a brand here and um i think a lot of and like you're saying it's it's almost a cult thing like how do you develop that cult following and but you know cult has a kind of negative connotation to it um so it's not necessarily exactly that but in my opinion the way that you develop a cult following is pretty much just like be a man be a brand of like the people like it's a democracy like everybody should have or be able to get their foot in the door they feel like you know i mean for example the hurricane florence thing that's just that's a little you know that's just something slight that my boy ethan curse you remember him yeah hey shout shout out ethan Ethan curse the hey a true hooper Wise guy, seven foot, shawty. Hey, seven, hey, a seven true, foot, shawty. A true yeah. tower on the post. Always had a business acumen. For sure. Always had a business. Acumen. He just graduated from RIT, like Rochester Institute of Technology. Um, he he's already he's got a full time gig with IBM down in Atlanta. Wow. Like, as a junior consultant, so right out of college, like yeah. he's um, he's going there uh, next month. I think he starts. Awesome. But I mean, I guess the simple overarching answer is like i would rather be a brand that comes up and is known for like or being synonymous with like just helping out and being good like you know i are pretty much i think it's our job to help push the culture forward like we get handed the baton from somebody else and it's it's crazy because we're in our young 20s we're finally starting to get to that point where our generation is going to be the next um, in, leaders of industry and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. we're getting to that age. Where exactly, where we're kind of like all graduating and getting out into the real world where we'll be making like real impacts and shit like that. So it's like, what direction do you want to take that impact? Because you're going to, I mean, if you have the right mentality, if you like are ambitious enough, then you'll be given some form of responsibility. So, and, and in my case, it's unique because like I have a, you know, I'm legit trying to build, like, a small business at this point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I think it's... Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question no, or if sure. I dance around yeah, it. Like, no, 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 for sure. Because I, th- I look at Wise Guys as, like, yeah, y'all release music, but then you got Ethan. He's pushing, like, these crazy business ideas. Y'all are doing the craziest, like, album rollouts. Like, yeah. And, like, the amount, like, new song every Monday. 
Yeah, that's something. Song every Monday. That's ambitious. That's ambitious. ambitious. when me and Dane make songs, when we're working on tracks and we're trying to get like, okay, what's going to be this new Dane single? It's if we had to, if we were dropping a new song every Monday, it, it's like I couldn't even fathom it because like there's that there's always that thought of uh, I want to make the best thing and it's like you have this one song it's good but, you could drop it yeah, but there's always that thought like, of could I make something better and then it, yeah and it's just that constant process of like never being a hundred percent satisfied do you ba- sure. do you like do you battle with that do you like I battle with it to this day like I just yeah. dropped something yesterday and I'm I, I, th- I think it's inevitable with with Expect- with anybody who creates some sort of art I mean obviously no. you're confident yeah. and you want to put it out there but there's always something that's gonna be like okay yeah that's like like music from two years ago that I made like I look back and like ah I could have like done this, y'all this. like y'all could have this this and this better you know y'all mm-hmm. two both put like more so than maybe some like are you want to put out the best product possible and I think you guys want to create for sure projects rather than just a collection of songs and exactly. stuff like that so the whole re- drop a song every Monday yeah shout out to my boy Jake Altman me and Jake had a spiritual experience listening to your song I, I don't care really I swear let's I, go I swear <laughs> IDC baby I swear on everything I'm not gonna get too drop I'm not gonna drop too much not, uh too much information into what was popping off at the time <laughs> but we we just had a moment where we were playing your song and we were just like like mind blown damn Ex- Hey, can you expand on that a yeah, little yeah, bit? So, like, so yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll break that down. So we were, <laughs> um, we, you know, we ate some. We we might have ate some 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 sweet treats, right? And so we we were we were vibing. Some, some brownies. So we were vibing a hundred percent. That's lit. Um, and then we, I saw that you just dropped it or something like that. Or mm-hmm. no, I had listened to it previous, and I remember being like, yo, that shit was fire. So then I pulled it up like, yo, you gotta listen to this bovice. Like he's on some next level. So I pulled it, and it was just hitting crazy. And the line, um. I used to love the ocean, but I'm starting to hate it. Damn. That shit right there. <laughs> it blew my mind. I was, like, yeah. I was like, yo, that's songwriting. That's... And then Jake loves that outro. So uh, I know Jake would be pissed at me if I didn't bring that up and I didn't... So, that's so hard, man. No, I appreciate we, that so sure, much, like, man. Yeah. I know Jake would be pissed if I didn't bring it up. But like we... We've like that song. He loves that like the outro part of it, where you get a little, you get a little artistic with it. Really, breakdown. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's that's what like that was me going out on a limb because like it's it's that Kanye West riffraff type thing where you know you're not a great singer, but you just like let it out anyways. No, right, no, I love that. Yeah. Right, I love that too. Like I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, and I lo- yeah that's I that's that. Kanye in some of his best moments for me. Exactly, exactly. So. exactly. so you never know how other people are going to receive it, but you know, Dane. Like in our case, like as artists, Matt too. You know, you you're making music. So hey, hey, I be rapping. <laughs> right, right. Are you still going by Midnight Phantom or rapping. what's the scoop? Hey, it's Phantom for the moment. Phantom. I might have hey. a, I might have a title change coming soon. Y'all just gotta stay tuned. No, that's but, cool. But it's Phantom for the that's time cool. being. <laughs> I've always liked Phantom. Hey, by the way, Midnight Phantom. It's just that's a great name. It's just iconic. People people mm-hmm. just gravitate towards it. But mm-hmm. going off that, uh, Bo Vizzy, can you talk to us just about what you have in the pipeline? Do we have some some projects in the works currently? Yeah, man. So yeah. I mean, one thing about our trade, you gotta always keep one up your sleeve. You know what I'm saying? You For can't. Sure. It's like a magic trick. Um, what I'm currently working on is uh, I like the aesthetic of the name "Kisses from Clayton." Just "Kisses from Clayton." No, I've been seeing like, you we're from, use that hashtag. Yeah, like, we're okay. we're from we're from Clayton. C town, all y'all from hey. Clayton, right? Yeah, C town love for sure. A- a- right, AL C town from the jungle. And Clayton kind of became a meme in Wilmington because we had so much of us from Clayton that we would just like talk all this shit about how Clayton's the best yeah. place ever, and people uh, were like, "What the fuck is Clayton?" Like, what's yeah, this? Me and Dan and Jake are referred to as the Joko boys. Joko boys, right, right, right. So a lot of love for. You know, Johnson County and, like, Clayton specifically. And especially, like, uh, you know, my girl is overseas now. 
So I would be. What's her name? Give her some love. Her yeah, Maria. Maria Vandalo. Hey, I gotta pronounce her hey, last name can right. We count on a, can we get an overseas listen from her? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hey, we international. Off rip. Just hey, went global. Hey, 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 we global. And here's the thing, like. uh I almost get more love over there than over here sometimes because um, it makes perfect sense the way I was described. Like, they love g Easy, They love um, Drake because these guys enunciate. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, like, you know, in- English is their second language. Um, and Maria is Danish. She speaks English perfectly well. But um, let's say for the, the bulk of, like, Danish people, they, um, you know, English is a second language. So... All this like Migos mumble rap type shit, they ha- have no idea. I yeah, mean, I don't know what they're talking about. It all slurs together. For right. Someone that's not native. Right. English I mean, even if we're native English speakers, sometimes yeah, you, yeah. You, can't, you don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, so I kind of fall into that category of like being, you know, more educated and enunciating and shit. And um, I think we all do just because, you know, yeah. we, we aren't from that culture of. You know, yeah. rapping in a certain way. It wouldn't way. be authentic if we were trying to rap like that. For sure not. For yeah. sure not. Right, right, right. That's so, ATL, yeah. you know, that's, that's why like, they really like it. And um, they're also big into, like, EDM and dance and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I think we have a lot of... That, right, I mean, so. or we... You definitely have some EDM electronic influence. In More so, it. like, used to beats, be. Beats yeah. Selection, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in some of your Heavy back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was one project that we really liked, and it was like, it had some beats for I forgot what the song was called, but it was so good. It had like a, it had like that electronic drums and stuff. It was really good. A cool sample. It was probably like one of the first Wise Guys. It was one. like, it. the cover head was like gray, and it was you and Kraz, I think, Gotcha. Yeah, that was one of the. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was one track on there that was. No, that there, there was one that was different. I forgot the name. I, 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 Not I me, listened to it all yeah, the time. We'll time but yeah. So kisses from Clayton. Is that how many? Like, is that a full length album? Is that an EP? Is yeah, dude. So for for kisses from Clayton, man, I want to like just put all the doubt like to bed. Like, I wanted like everybody that has any little bit of like a strand of doubt about like the music or do I make good music or this or that I mean my my plan for Kisses from Clayton like this semester I'm wrapping up my degree so I really want to focus on that because the whole reason why I'm wrapping up my degree now at 23 years old is because I just bullshitted my way and like took some L's so I don't really have the time to like promote and market and release things like I like I want to but I do have enough time to like record so I mean, just real quick, going back to the everyday, I mean, every Monday release thing, we're kind of in a position where we have enough guys that make music that, you know, it's not, it's not just me every Monday. Right, exactly. So we can kind of get a good balance between quality and quantity. Um, You know, whereas like if it was just me doing every week, maybe the quality would be sacrificed, you know, or go down the pooper. But pretty much what I wanted to do for Kisses from Clayton is just all throughout this semester... Um, try my like absolute best at recording like because a lot of my past albums and music that I've worked on it's been uh, highly influenced by like other people like Mm -hmm. you should try this or this is the beat you should go on or you know this or that this one I wanted to like kind of the whole Buddha like solitude thing and just go back in myself and like like uh only use beats that I had an emotional connection with, like, or I was like, damn, that's fine. Yeah, for sure. And then just make every song the way that 
I wanted to make it because, you know, you get to a point like, you know, you're always going to have this battle as an artist of like whether it's good enough or not. But you do get to a point where you've been doing it for so long that you started to get like some confidence in your own craft. Mm -hmm. Like one, I think, I don't know if y'all like Russ or not. I don't listen to him, but I like the analogy he used. It's like, you know, if I've been shooting in the gym, practicing basketball for the last 15 years of my life, um, of course I'm going to be ready when it's game time. Like same principle goes for anything. Like, I just at this point I just trust in the fact that I've been shooting in the gym for the last yeah. however the, long. You put the work in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so that's kind of the mentality I've been trying to go at to combat that like skepticism that we all have as artists, you know, like Yeah. Um to kind of give myself the the confidence to do something unique and stuff like that. But yeah, kisses from Clayton. I'm hoping that I have a body of like maybe 15 to 20 songs where I can just I can give to a couple people that I really trust, that are big fans of my music, that like I trust their opinion and be like, okay, pick out your top ten. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's your ten favorite songs what out of this? Out. Right. And I'm, yeah. So and then maybe put that together, and then that's the album. Yeah. Well, honestly, the more songs, the better, because like thirteen that I just released was like six songs. Yeah. Um, and I really just wanna. Because there was a lot of like skepticism and everything after 13, because 13 was the first album that I used strictly, like my, all my homies' beats and everything like that. Um, so people were criticizing the produ- production, and you know, there's just a lot of criticisms and stuff like that. Yeah. So, pretty much, I want to answer to every single bit of that because all my boys, production wise, um, have just come up, like, have made like leaps and bounds, like, and are taking the initiative to like put the work in and do the research and everything like that. So I pretty much just want to come back and answer all the little criticisms that people had. And like here, so y'all thought this is what I could do. Like here's 10, 15 songs. Yeah. They all slap. Yeah. And then here's the physical product and this shit looks dope and yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. dope. Just and hope. like, Hey, kisses from Clayton. Expect it soon. Maybe we'll see a couple of Dane beats on there. When this wraps up, we might play. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, for real, for real. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what's up with it. But what I think we're about to wrap up. If, yeah, yeah. So, so episode two. Hey, Vice, thank you for thank being you on, so man. much, Vice. We had a great combo. Yo, let me let me just take two two minutes to thank y'all yes, like immensely, bro. I was so excited to come over here. I'm just gonna try to. Not be as corny as possible right now, but just say heart to heart. You know, I've always fucked with these guys, Dan and Matt. So like, and and as of late, you know, the whole podcast thing is booming. So booming. Um, I absolutely loved like when Matt told me that he was that y'all were starting a podcast together, and I, I was telling them I didn't want to impose and be like, "Yo, get me on that shit, get me on that shit." Yeah. But really, like, I was like, "No, get I me mean, on that shit." You were the first people. We, no, when, the first when I was like, "Yo, about. what guests can we run?" That, you know, has an interesting story to tell someone that we have that, you know, that connection with. And it just automatically went to Bo Vizzy. Because we go back. Bo Vizio. We go back. Bo Vizio. We go back so far. Recording videos for the school news since my freshman year. Just, you know, keeping in touch about the music and all that. So it was good to have you. And we appreciate you coming out, man. I'm just a big fan of these guys creatively. And I totally support, you know, the podcast. Like... I say off the rip, shoot the shits. Like, shoot the shits off the rip. Like, that's it. That's off rip. Off rip, baby. Off rip, baby.